Hello, product innovators. Today, we learn many product package design tips and processes from the co-founder of a design review platform that has worked with over 30,000 businesses. You're listening to the Product Startup Podcast, a show to learn from top leaders in product development, prototyping, manufacturing, product selling, and everything in between. Hosted by Kevin Macko, the leading expert on product development for physical product startups. Sponsored by PTC's two best-in-class 3D CAD product development software solutions, Onshape and Creo. And produced by Macko Design and Invent, the original firm providing world-class consumer product development services tailored specifically to startups, small manufacturers, and inventors. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm very excited to introduce Justin Chen to the show. Justin is the co-founder of PicFu, a platform that helps businesses survey real people about their key visual decisions. They have administered over 5 million queries over the last 12 years. Today, Justin's going to share some valuable knowledge for inventors, startups, and small manufacturers on why hardware product packaging is so important, how to design great packaging, and how to use real feedback to iteratively improve and perfect your package design. Now, on to the episode. Hey, Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, Kevin, thanks for having me. Well, we're excited today to talk to you about package design and how you can use iterative package design to truly figure out not only what is the best packaging for your product, but what does the market want? How does that packaging sell? And I know packaging is one of those things, especially to a hardware startup, it's kind of an afterthought. You've worked on developing this invention and going through all the rounds of design, engineering, prototyping, getting it to production, and then you start thinking about packaging. And of course, how you package a product largely depends on the type of customers you have, who are you selling to, how are you selling it, and a whole bunch of other factors. So I love how you work with the concept of iterative packaging, because it's very much something we do in the development process, mm-hmm. the concept of using real customer feedback to figure out what truly is the best at the end of the day, especially as you go through production runs. But in your case, you can apply that product process also to packaging. So That's before great. we get into all that, give us a bit of a background. How did you get to where you are today? Sure. So I've been an entrepreneur for 15, 16 years. My co-founder and I were building a totally different web business before this. And along the way, we were working on a redesign and we needed to get consumer feedback on two different designs that we were kind of at a heads with each other. Being engineers, we decided to build a solution for our problem and we built the solution to gather rapid consumer feedback. That's where PicFu comes in. And so we're kind of like a digital focus group that helps you get feedback on anything from branding to packaging to marketing materials. And so yeah, we solve that gap where you want to go into a coffee shop and you want to ask people, what do you think of this? Whether that's your product or your packaging, and we allow you to do it digitally. That's amazing. So let's talk about package design and going through this process to learn from customers on how to really create the best package design that will sell the most product at the end of the day. What are some of the steps to get the ball rolling in this process? I guess it depends on your category, right? And so looking at the competition, kind of understanding what the expectations are for packaging. So obviously there are some things that might be boxed or some things where your product is actually out and you're hanging in retail shops. So you need to think about what it's going to be what form it's going to take based off both your competition and where you're going to be selling it, whether it's retail or on Amazon or whatever it is. Packaging is a huge way that people buy stuff. It's just like what they say about books. People do judge books by their cover and people judge products by their packaging. And so when they're shopping online or even shopping in retail, it's got to be eye-catching. It's got to catch your attention and it's got to be informative enough to actually sell the product. You mentioned a couple of things there, and that's great advice. Eye-catching and informative. Let's dive Mm -hmm. a little bit deeper into each of those. So on Amazon or something, say you're selling it digitally in a marketplace, you really got to stand out from your competition. You want to emphasize certain points that maybe aren't so obvious. A lot of times products are so amazing that once they get reviewed, people are like, oh, this is great. But that's way down the funnel. You got to get them to first click, then you got to get them to convert. 
then they can actually experience how great your product is. And I'm sure it's great. But if you've won an award or maybe there's some special feature attribute, put that on the packaging, sell it up front so that it can get in people's heads that like, oh, okay, like this is why it's different. This is why it's better than some of my competitors. And so that's eye-catching. And so putting like a badge of, oh, this is one of the most usable, this longest battery life, like those things are going to be eye-catching on your package. Yeah, that's really useful, especially eye-catching because you've really got to differentiate. Now, most of the people who listen to this podcast are working on an innovative or disruptive or unique product. Yeah. That's the amazing thing that you can bring to the table to compete with your competitors. So the key is, how do you now translate that into visual form? And really, it depends on what it is. It's going to be different when you're walking down the aisle at a retailer versus if you're trying to sell to a wholesaler at a trade show, for example, or if you're trying to sell online through Amazon and even online. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways to sell. There's a lot of different mediums. It's a big difference between your own website to sell a product direct to consumer and Amazon and a big difference from there to something like Kickstarter and Indiegogo if you're doing crowdfunding. So each of these have unique nuances and have some differences in best practices that can be applied to your product. I want to talk about something else that you mentioned here. You talked about eye-catching, but you also mentioned informative, mm-hmm. especially as a new innovative product. Yeah. That's really important because you need to educate your customer on exactly what that major benefit is that makes your product unique or means that it's something that that customer should buy. Talk a bit about best practices that you've seen around kind of the informative category on packaging. Yeah. So one of the things that we suggest people do is run one of these focus groups against what the important selling points are around a product. And so on PickFu, you can do this. You can ask people like, all right, you're a parent and you've got kids and this is the the solution that we've got for you. So like, what are the important issues or selling points that are important to you? And just having people list them or rank them. And that's going to help you understand what you need to be emphasizing. Or maybe you put up your product on one of our PickFu polls and say, you're looking at this product and you're interested in buying it. What are the questions that you still have? And those are probably things that you may want to adjust even as early as on the packaging. The packaging is essentially your digital billboard. A lot of times the best main images that we've seen actually include the packaging as well. So kind of a best practice and a lot of marketplace main images is actually including the packaging in the background. And that's why it's such an interesting opportunity to include these selling points directly on the packaging so that your product doesn't have to stand alone, especially if it's really innovative and people don't know what it is. That's when your packaging needs to be a little bit more informative. That's brilliant. I like the idea of using your physical packaging, some of that essentially retail store packaging to highlight your digital footprint. That's a great tip that yeah. You know, anybody can put in action pretty quickly. And it makes the product look more substantiated as well, I feel, like exactly. a more real, more authentic product than something that's maybe just a screenshot or whatever other method that shows that it is a real physical thing that maybe you envision would be on the shelves or should be on the shelves, even if it's not. And I think the more attention and detail you put into your packaging, I mean, take Apple, for example, they put so much love and care into making beautiful boxes and packaging. It makes you feel more confident about the product and showcasing that attention to detail in your image, I think gives you a lot of credibility and it makes you stand out against anyone else that's just in it for the money and they're not building brand as much. And it's a big differentiator. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Now let's talk about the next evolution of packaging. So we've taken your advice and we've come up with this great packaging that really addresses those key questions. How do we then use software like PickFu or at least this concept of analysis of your packaging to design your packaging iteratively to improve it over time based on real customer feedback? 
We see our customers iterating on their variations of the designs. Basically what PickFu is, it's kind of a micro survey where you ask a single question, you upload a few creatives, and our people are going to pick which one they like, and they're going to give written explanations why. And so what they'll do is they'll have their designer make a few different variations. And so you can start with a lot of different concepts, maybe in different creative directions, right? Because you're kind of exploring which way to go. And then you say, you could ask a question like, if you were buying these headphones, what kind of packaging best resonates with you or something like that. And then people will choose which one they like. They'll actually give explanations why. Then you can kind of choose that winner and then iterate again. Okay, now that we've got the general packaging design, why don't we play with colors? Why don't we play with font? Why don't we play with emphasizing points in different places on the packaging? And just keep iterating on that feedback until you feel like you've come up with kind of a local maxima of, all right, this is what we feel like is the best packaging design based off feedback from real consumers. Then what you need to do is actually test that packaging design against competitors. As innovative as your product is, you're still going to have competitors, right? Maybe you have like a novel take on Bluetooth headphones, but you're still competing against all the other Bluetooth headphones. So put your packaging up against other people's packaging and see why maybe they like someone else's a little bit better. And maybe you can incorporate that into another round of that kind of iteration. This is brilliant. You're basically taking the base of the pyramid, which is your big picture creative questions, or it could be other questions like what are the core features or whatever else, but thinking of what are some of the main foundational issues or opportunities yes. or whatever else that you want to put on the package design, figure that out and then continue to narrow the focus through focus groups. Yes, That's really great because what you're doing is kind of solving those big picture questions first and then narrowing it down more and more without creating a lot of confusion. And that's a big problem historically with a lot of these kind of, let's call them customer surveys, is if you throw a huge bunch of paper at somebody or sit somebody in a room for an hour, too much information, too much confusion, yeah. too much ideation, and not really poor advice or very kind of intrinsic values coming out from the person who's being surveyed into that information. But when you break it down the way you do it, kind of do it step by step so that somebody can quite clearly show you each iteration, which they prefer, allow you to narrow that down so you've pretty much nailed all the different micro elements of that packaging in addition to the core issues at the beginning. Yeah, we're just trying to de-risk every decision and then ultimately de-risk in the entire packaging print. It's a lot of money investment. And if it just falls flat, you got to go back to the drawing board. You got to reprint all that packaging again. So by the time you get to print and maybe you want to do some more validation after you actually have the physical packaging, but before you even get there, make sure that, okay, all these silly objections that maybe we were going to assume, maybe the team was just going to use their, oh, we think we know, or we're asking friends and family, just the risk that you could ask your target audience and just get real consumers to give you feedback. It's a great way of validating your own ideas or the existing feedback that you have or various stakeholders, right? Because you're going to get yeah. ideas from your investors, from your yeah. advisors, from your designers, from everybody along the chain. For sure. All the way through to and including manufacturing. You want to take those ideas and you really want to bucket them into you know, your library and then start prioritizing. Well, it's pretty difficult as a founder to assume that you have all the answers, especially on the buy side. And you're talking, what does it actually take to make a customer who's never seen your product before and knows nothing about you to look at what you've offered and make the buy decision, or at least to catch them to allow them yeah. to look at more information so that they then will make a purchase decision. That's what it all comes down to at the end of the day. So yeah. using this process, can really de-risk and also show you opportunities of ways to essentially make the most efficient use of that limited amount of resources, which is screen space, the amount of pixels that you're allowed to use. You only have so many and you only have a short time window to use those pixels to convince that customer to take further action. So this really de-risks all of that. Yeah. 
One of my favorite tests that I've seen some customers run is they'll ask a question, what does this product do? And they'll just put up the packaging. And I've seen some products really fall flat. And honestly, I would look at it and I don't know what it does either. Just asking, what does this product do? If a normal consumer can't look at your packaging and just tell what it does, then you've definitely failed on some kind of level. So typically this is done when an agency will come in and they're trying to convince the client that they need to redo the packaging. But this is also a good sanity check, like kind of as you're going along the process, just kind of stepping back, stop iterating when you say like, all right, let's just go back to the general pool and say, like, what does this product do? Right. And what are the key selling points? Like, what do you think this is? You'd be surprised how bad some packaging is. I'm not surprised at all because I see it on the pitch (laughs) side and you wouldn't believe how many pitch decks, even from pretty sophisticated outfits, you can be six, seven, eight slides into a deck and still have no clue what the actual core product does. It hasn't been told yet. And the difficulty is it's understandable as the inventor, you're so deep in the weeds on this product. You've potentially been doing this for years and you've really sunk in so much time and effort onto all these amazing little details and discoveries and innovations. And it's hard to step back and take yourself into the mind of somebody who knows nothing about your product. Really try and say, how in three to 10 seconds can I tell them about it, hook them, and then get them to be in that state of buy in their mind, at least, so that Mm -hmm. they're really eager and pushing forward to find supplementary information to hopefully click the end of the day, that buy button if it's on the website. So this stuff really can be helpful to ironing that out and sanity checking and all the rest. Now, I want to ask you specific to hardware, you've mentioned a number of some really good tips and tricks here. Are there some best practices that you've seen? You've obviously reviewed like thousands and thousands of these surveys and answers. Are there certain trends that you're seeing in packaging for hardware products right now that should be on the radar of hardware startups? I do think just more informative packaging is kind of what we've seen. I think, like I said, like the higher quality Apple style packaging seems to be more popular. I know personally, as a consumer, I've bought a lot of products that weren't Apple that are also starting to come in kind of high quality packaging. I know it's a big investment to add into your cost structure. If you're going to invest that level of design and production value into it, it behooves you to throw it into your marketing creatives and make that part of your brand and just really go upscale. I think higher quality in general, I think is kind of a trend that we're seeing people use to differentiate from a lot of copycat type products that are flooding the market. And especially if you're the inventor and the originator of a new concept, you want to make sure you solidify that leader quality reputation, right? And if a lower copycat brand started coming out with better packaging than yours, the general public may question which one was actually first or which one is actually the innovator here, right? So there's a lot at stake at being the innovator in a new product category. So I think it's important to focus on packaging quality. I like that packaging quality and being more informative so that you make sure, I guess, back to that core question you said, it's a great first question to ask a survey group is what does my product do? You've looked at my packaging. What does it do? So if you can clearly articulate that and get over that hurdle on your packaging, next step is to make sure it's quality. I can tell you from the design and manufacturing side of things, high quality packaging isn't a big deal. Most hardware startups, most hardware companies, especially if they've got innovative products, especially if they've got electronics, usually Mm. if it's your first version of a new or progressive product, you're focusing on quality of the product. You're not going for like the cheap, high volume version of your product out of the gate. You're usually going for the premium, low production run, high quality, well-engineered, high quality materials, higher price point product in the beginning especially. The vast majority of hardware innovation, especially in these days, is in 2023, 
happens that way. So if you look at it fractionally of what the actual packaging can do, I mean, yeah. you're talking if it's a $20, $30 product, your packaging is probably a dollar and it's 50 cents for a cheap one and a dollar 25 for maybe a really high yeah. quality packaging. So you might as well just focus on that premium effect because overall it's minor but the perception can be major. And that really gives you For that sure. advantage. Tying that with being informative, now you've got quality packaging that's informative. So not only will it look good on the shelves, but it'll look good at trade shows. It looks good in the marketing videos, as you mentioned, using yep. that hardware packaging to actually sell online. And it looks good to investors and other stakeholders as well, right? It puts you at that premium brand with relatively little work compared to all the efforts that go into design and engineering and ensuring a great quality product, the packaging is a relatively easy step, all things considered. Yeah. I mean, quality packaging, right? It turns into social word of mouth. We've all seen unboxing videos on YouTube or TikTok or even on Amazon reviews. And that only comes from starting the experience like right when you open up the Amazon box. And I know personally, as a consumer, if I see something that's amazing looking, like, oh, maybe this was unexpected, but now I kind of want to record the unboxing because I'm expecting like some kind of amazing experience from just like this amazing packaging, right? And so you're not going to get that if you could just do it in a cardboard box or do it in a plastic bag or something like that. Like you said, take advantage of that small incremental cost to have a huge impact on potential viral spread and even just better product videos that are going to show up in reviews and, you know, on social media. Amazing. Talk a bit about what PickFu does and where people can go to find out more. Yeah. So we provide this platform, basically a digital focus group where you can get consumer feedback on anything from product concepts, packaging, even your marketing materials. So maybe it's your, your main images on your product detail pages or your ad creatives, videos, that kind of stuff. We have a panel of people that we pay to vote on things that they like and give written explanations why. And the written explanations are actually where all the insight happens. So really important. And it's all super fast. So done in 30 minutes to an hour all self-service. We're trying to bring enterprise-grade consumer research down to everyone so that you're able to compete with all the big boys who've got their consumeritized teams and their five-figure actual focus groups. Like This is the lean way to do it. Nice. What's the website? Yeah. yeah. So P-S-E-K-F-U.com, pickfu.com. It's all self-serve. You can go sign up for free. And as always, I'll put all the show notes in the links below to anyone who's listening. You just go and click through. Justin, thanks so much for all your words of wisdom today on package design, iterative design, how to make packaging drive sales of a new hardware innovation. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast. If you found some value in the show, please do us a huge favor and leave us a quick five-star review. If you have any questions, guest suggestions, or anything else, feel free to reach out to us anytime at our email, podcast at macodesign.com. That's podcast at makodesign.com. This show is hosted by Kevin Macko, North America's leading expert on product development for physical product startups. Huge thanks to our sponsors, PTC, and their two best-in-class 3D CAD product development software solutions, Onshape and Creo. And Macko Design and Invent, the original firm providing world-class consumer product development services tailored specifically to startups, small manufacturers, and inventors. Thanks for joining and see you next time.